praise God. We know the empty tomb because He's alive today. We can feel Him in this house. We feel Him within us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord this resurrection morning. God is so good to us. Why don't you turn to a neighbour, welcome them to the house of the Lord and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, Pastor Harvey is in uh, Darwin this weekend ministering for uh, Northern Light Pentecostal Church and we need to continue to pray for him. It's a wonderful honour that he's given myself this morning, giving me this morning to minister the Word of God. When I woke up this morning, I said, Thank you, Jesus, that I know it happened over 2,000 years ago. But thank you, Jesus, for this morning, for Resurrection Morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn in our Bible to Mark 16. I'm going to read from verse 1. If you would stand, as is our honour, is as what we do in this church in honour of the Word of God. In our reading today, we are past the events that led to the crucifixion and death of Jesus on the cross. And it appears that death has won. Let's start our reading at verse 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen, he is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter, that he, that he goeth before you into Galilee, and there you shall see him, as he said unto you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you that we are found in your house. Oh God, and we're thankful for what you did at Calvary. But beyond that, Lord, we're thankful that you rose again. And we pray right now, oh God, that you will have your way with the rest of this service. Anoint my lips of clay. Bring revelation, oh God, to your people. We think, oh God, of Brother Moran Senior, Lord, that has had a heart attack. We're asking you, oh God, a stroke, that you will touch him right now. Go to his bed, Lord. Bring healing virtue to him, Lord. We think of Sister Debbie in hospital also, oh God. We're asking you, Lord, for them and for others that are sick, that you will bring healing to their bodies. We're thankful, oh God, for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. There was nothing ordinary about the life that Jesus lived when he was on earth. The Gospels give us a detailed account of what Jesus was like, how he interacted with others, and they revealed to us what the single purpose of him coming to earth was. The life of Jesus from being born in a manger in Bethlehem 
to his earthly ministry to being crucified on the cross at Mount Calvary, to his burial in a borrowed tomb, to his resurrection on the third day are the most important and significant events for humanity. He chose to live as one of us, his creation. He fully understood what it, what it meant to be human. He knew hunger and thirst. He ate food and grew tired. He knew what it was to, like to be betrayed and hated, rejected and to suffer. Everything that occurred in the life of Jesus was purposed for one event. It is the event that Christians celebrate every year called Easter. And to those who don't know Jesus, Easter is a time for an extra long weekend, hot cross buns and chocolate Easter eggs. And I'm not against those things. I've had my fair share of Malteser Easter eggs over the past few weeks. But there is an eternal, death-conquering, life-giving reason why we celebrate Easter. Amen. Amen. I've entitled my thoughts this morning, let's go to the grave. So I invite you this morning to come with me to the grave of Jesus. As morbid as it may sound, as humans, we regularly go to graves. Graves of our loved ones that have passed and even graves of famous people that we didn't even know personally. I have visited the grave of Elvis Presley in Memphis and some of the uh, famous people's graves buried at Westminster Abbey in London. And there are many other famous graves around the world, Princess Diana, George Washington, the Queen Mother. But as far as we know, their remains are still within their, where they're buried. There is one distinction between the grave cave that Jesus was laid in from every other grave in the history of mankind. It's not just that you would not find bones there. It's not just that there is no lingering smell of a decayed body. But his grave is distinct because he is no longer there. Amen. He rose again. Hallelujah. The great stone in front of the grave couldn't hold him. Death had no power over Jesus. Amen. Romans 6 says this, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has power over him. Amen. As Christians, we have based our eternity on the Word of God being true. We have based our eternity on the work of the cross and the blood that Jesus shed, redeeming our souls back to God. We have based our eternity on the belief that Jesus rose again. Amen. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then what are we doing here today? There is no reason to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. We would have no hope. The Bible says that we were all born in sin. Every single human that's ever been born needs a saviour. Romans 6.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It says in that's verse 23. In 26 it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Let me rephrase that a little this morning. The gift of God is eternal life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our hope lies in the empty grave. Hallelujah. So this resurrection morning as we go to the grave cave on the hillside of Jerusalem, to the grave where Jesus was buried, let's see what we can find there today. At the grave we find God's power. When the women got to the cave, the stone was already moved. And understand that the stone was not moved to let Jesus out. I can guarantee you that Jesus didn't use the mouth of the cave to get out. For 40 days after his resurrection, the Bible says that he walked through walls, he walked through locked doors and appeared to his disciples and many others. Amen. The power of God is not limited by stones. The power of God is not limited by walls. The power of God is not limited by what we can think of in our human reasoning. The power of God did not bow to the Roman Empire, amen. When the stone was placed there, the Roman seal was placed on it as well. That, and that meant it was, it's a seal of authority indicating that no one with less authority could move the stone or cause it to be moved. But little did they understand that Jesus is the King of Kings and He is the Lord of Lords and that the authority that He has is supreme over all authority. Amen. That says King doesn't say the, a King because he, there is no other King apart from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Hallelujah. And to this day, the power of God has not diminished and does not bow to the power, powers of the rulers of this world, both in our physical world and in our spiritual world. And if you have that resurrection power living within you through the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the power of God in you is greater than the power of the rulers of the spiritual world. Hallelujah. Understand that nothing can prevent the will of God being fulfilled on this earth. We may think that what's been going on in the world over the past year with COVID is like, God, where are you? Something's gone out of control. No, God knew before COVID hit that COVID was going to hit. God knew what he was going to do. Every single thing that happens on this earth, understand God is in control. God allows it. And it's for a reason to fulfill his purpose. Nothing can withhold the purpose of God. And if death had no power over Jesus, death has no power over you if you have the Spirit of God living inside of you. Amen. The women were expecting to find a dead Jesus in the place where Joseph had laid him. But instead, they were not, they expected a dead Jesus, but they got a resurrected Jesus. Amen. The resurrection of Jesus is vital to us as Christians because it proves that Jesus overcame death. During his earthly ministry, Jesus restored life to those he brought back from the dead. Lazarus, Jairus' daughter, and the widow's, widow's son. And I'm, I'm assuming many others that were not written or recorded in the Bible. All were brought back from the dead. But at some point, 
they eventually did die again. But when Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus didn't need to die again. He was never going to die again. It says in Revelation 1 and 8, I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. And he added to that. And I have the keys of heaven, of hell and death. Amen. In other words, he was saying, even though... It, I have risen from the dead, but I have authority over death and hell as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Through his resurrection, we believe life has triumphed over death, good over evil and hope over despair. Our carnal mind is not geared for resurrection. Our 2021 theme at POS is I faith or if, if faith, if you have faith. Just as the women wondered who would move the stone for them, there are many times in our lives we wonder about the situations that surround us that seem hopeless and beyond life. Is God able? Is God's word true? Because of the resurrection of Jesus, we know that God is able. We know that God's word is true. Hallelujah. He said, all power is given unto me. He is omnipotent. There is nowhere on earth or in heaven that Jesus does not have power over. Amen. At the grave, we find God's truth. Time and time again, Jesus told his disciples about what would happen to him. He told them time and time again that he would be punished by the Romans and suffer, but then on the third day he would rise again. Yet even though they witnessed his words come to pass when he suffered, when he was crucified, they didn't believe his words that he would rise again. They believed that his death was final, that that part of what he told them was not true. The women went to the disciples and told them, he is risen. The two men on the road to Emmaus who saw Jesus on the way returned to Jerusalem and told the disciples, he is risen. But they didn't believe him. It wasn't until Jesus actually walked, appeared in their locked room that they believed the word of the Lord. They witnessed the risen Lord. And I can imagine what they were thinking at that moment when they saw Jesus appear before them. My risen Lord, he's alive. He's alive as he said he would be. And hear me today, if it, sees, if it says in the Bible it will happen, it will happen. Again, I faith. Each one of us has to come to a point in our spiritual life that we not only say we believe in the word of God, but our life exemplifies that belief. If the Bible says that when I repent and get baptised in Jesus' name, that his blood will wash away my sins, I need to be obedient to that. If the Bible says that if we anoint the sick with oil and pray a prayer of faith, that they will be saved, I need to be action that. If the Bible says there is no condemnation to them who, in, who are walking in Christ Jesus, then I need to walk in that freedom. If the Bible says that he that endures to the end will be saved, I need to endure. Amen. And if the Bible says that Jesus is going to come back for his church, 
then I need to live my life in a way ready for any moment when he comes back. Amen. Hebrews 11:6 says, He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I have to believe that God exists and that his word is true and that he will do what he said he will do. No other book has stood the test of time. The Bible is still the bestseller of all books. Governments have tried to suppress it. Men have tried to destroy it. The devil tries to deceive us to make us believe that it's just an ordinary book. But it is the word of God. This book brings life. It brings life. Amen. Hallelujah. When you put the word of God into action in your life, you experience resurrection power. Amen. You can stand secure in the truth of the word of God. At the grave, you will find hope. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gave humanity hope of eternal salvation and a new life. The empty grave gives us reason for hope, for peace and joy. Because Jesus lives, I can live also. The empty grave made the promise of eternal life a reality. Amen. In the midst of where our world is today, fear and hopelessness are rampant. Yet you and I who have the Holy Ghost living within them. We stand as testimonies of hope and peace. Amen. You know, in many graves you see the words rest in peace. And you find it in, on tombstones, in, you know, when people write about people that have died. But understand, it is only because the Prince of Peace died and rose again that peace is possible in our lives today and in the life after death. Amen. First Thessalonians brings us hope that our loved ones who have gone on to, to have passed away will rise again. That although their earthly body is in the grave, that is not where they will stay. That when Jesus returns, the Bible says that the graves will be open and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And that is something to rejoice about. That you may not see your loved one again on this earth, but know that when Jesus comes back, and if you are still alive, that they're going to be before you. That they're going to rise in newness of life with him. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You are still in your sins. Then they also which have fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. 
For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Amen. Because Jesus rose again. The Bible says I can walk in newness of life. We have been made alive in Jesus this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So coming to the grave is revealed that Jesus is who he claimed to be, that Jesus has the power he claimed to have, and that Jesus did and continues to do what he promised to do. The empty grave means that my sins and my past can be forgiven, that I can find answers and help in my present, and that there is no fear for the future when my earthly life is ended. Because he rose from the dead, his death brought you and I life. Because he rose from the dead, his death brought you and I hope. Because he rose from the dead, his death brought you and I freedom from sin. Hallelujah. Thank God for his resurrection this morning. Amen. He died for you and I. He rose for you and I. Hallelujah. It was his love for you and I that brought him to earth. It was his love for you and I that caused him to allow himself to be suffer, to suffer and, and be crucified. But it was also his love that rose him from the dead. Hallelujah. Where would you and I be this morning without the resurrection of Jesus Christ? we would still be in our sins on our way to hell because that's what sin does. It separates us from God. But Jesus came and he's made an opportunity available to you and I this day, this resurrection day, that you and I can have our sins washed away, that we can be ready for when he comes again. If you need hope this morning, you can find it in Jesus Christ. If you need freedom from the weight of your past, you can find it in Jesus this morning. You can find strength. You can find hope for your situation in Jesus' name. There is nothing when the Bible says that he will perform his word. There is nothing that he will not fulfill. It may not be in our timing, but in God's timing, the Bible says, everything works together for good. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands for a moment. Thank God for the resurrection. Thank you, Lord, that you came and you gave your life. Thank you, Lord, for the empty tomb. Hallelujah. We can find God's power, God's truth and hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We feel your presence in this house right now, oh God. Hallelujah. This day is a day of rejoicing. This day is a day where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, that he rose from the dead, that he gave his life for you and I. And he is here to meet your need today. Whatever it is that you need, you need hope, 
Jesus can give you that today. You need freedom from sin. You can be baptised today and have your sins washed away. You can be filled with his spirit. The Bible says if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body and you will be raised when he comes back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our hope this morning is in an empty tomb. When the women went and they couldn't, there was no, no body there. They knew that Jesus fulfilled his word. Hallelujah. Let's stand this morning. Hallelujah. An empty tomb. Is our hope. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Hallelujah. Lord, we're here this morning on this resurrection day. And there are, Lord, some under the sound of my voice, oh God, that feel helpless, oh God, and hopeless, oh Jesus. There are those, oh Lord, under the sound of my voice, oh God, that are heavy under the weight of sin, under their past, oh God. But your blood that was shed at Calvary, your blood, Lord Jesus, is here this morning to wash, to cleanse. Oh God, there are some under the sound of my voice that need peace in their life. And you are the Prince of Peace. There is no peace like the peace that you give. And you are here with us today on this resurrection day. And you offer, oh God, newness of life to every one of us, oh God, to every hopeless situation, to everything in our lives, oh Lord, that needs you that need resurrection, oh God. We stand, oh Lord, on the truth of your word, oh God. We believe, oh Lord, that the empty tomb was because you rose again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is calling you this morning. No better day to make your life right with God than on resurrection morning. Today is a day of salvation, the Bible says. We're going to open the altar, which is a custom that we have in this church. And if you need something from the Lord, if you need something resurrected in your life, if you feel there is no hope, Jesus is here. We believe, that's why we pray, because we believe He hears and He answers. We invite you to come and we will pray with you. We have ministers and leaders that will come and pray. He is a miracle worker. We believe He is a miracle worker. Hallelujah. Why don't you open your heart? to the Lord, even if you don't understand this is your first time here today, we thank you for coming. 
We pray that you feel the presence of God and we encourage you to respond to that. Respond to the Word of God. Respond to His presence that is drawing you here this morning. Hallelujah.